Welcome back everyone to Vampire War for the Second City. I am, as ever, your storyteller, DM Dale, also known as Dark Gaia. And tonight's episode is entitled The Last Elysium. It's probably going to be the last big Elysium of the campaign. And there are a lot of moves to make tonight. A lot of gambits that you've spent the campaign building up towards that may come to fruition tonight. If you think carefully about what you're going to say, how you're going to make Play. So when we last left off, you had located Thornton Adams' secret compound where he was gathering explosives to launch an attack on Squizzy's Haven. You discovered a huge quantity of explosives within the newly constructed sporting compound and it would be reasonable for your characters to come to the assumption that this attack on Squizzy's Haven is actually just the first in potentially a series of secret strikes on Thornton's enemies. You encountered Elliot Palmer in the auditorium, the indoor basketball slash netball court, and after a tense, harrowing struggle, managed to drive him into torpor. And as we resume now, Vince is driving a railway spike into Palmer's chest. A look of determined, righteous anger on his face as he groans with exertion. Wrenching the spike in as far as it will go. Finally, he stands back, breathing with exertion. Peering down at stiff, ashy, stony-skinned, torpid form of Palmer. The railway spike will hold him in place until you're done with your business here tonight. Which brings your attention to the small metal hatch visible underneath one of the bleachers carved into the polished wooden floorboards and it is here presumably where Thornton Adams waits. Hope, Derek and Chimera are currently sporting the fluorescent orange high-vis vests of the site's construction staff. These allowed you to get the drop on Palmer 
maybe they might do the same for Thornton. So, before you descend into whatever lies below, do you have any last-minute observations, any last-minute thoughts? Hope breathes heavily for a minute. Okay. Chimera, how hungry are you? Uh, literally, very. I don't think I want to eat again after that. Alright. What a hunger are well, you actually I'm... at, Chimera? At four. Four? <laughs> fucking starving. Chimera! Mm. So, as... As Hope asks you this question... Your beast rattles at the bars of its cage. It's barking the same word in your ears over and over. Feed, 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 feed! And as you look up to face hope, your gaze passes over the torpid form of Palmer lying staked between you and Vincent. There are still flecks of blood around his neck from when Vincent was drinking from him and as you see them the urge to throw yourself onto this despicable man and take what is left begins to overwhelm you and I'd like you to make a willpower plus a third of your humanity check for me. Uh, two successes. Two successes. You should know that Palmer is currently drenched in his own blood. Yeah, he's drenched Regurgitated. In, <laughs> drenched in his own blood that's regurgitated by Vince and... Two successes. You so desperately want to slake your thirst on this man's blood, and it takes every ounce of self-control to resist. Drink him, drink him, drink him! You grit your teeth right, right. and turn away and fixate your hungry eyes on hope instead. And hope her skin turns bone pale as she goes to hunger for and croaks bird-like calling seagulls. <laughs> Go That'll ahead. be six successes. Six successes. Wow, that will... I had charisma boosted. So. Yeah. yeah. Stand for a moment. Fold your arms and all of you keep a close eye on Chimera standing around ready to leap on her should should she lose her battle with her beast and descend upon Palmer. Thankfully, you don't have to wait long. You hear the flap of wings from above and through the broken skylight, 12 seagulls descend in a single white mass loudly pouring as they land on the polished floorboards forming a near perfect circle around you Vince you might want to look away says Hope 
Vince is currently just sort of off in his own world anyway, so... Yeah. Vince is... That's good. Vince is contemplating the railway spike in Palmer's chest. Doesn't really seem to register that the birds are even here. Which is all too well, because he won't be that disgusted when Hope and Chimera suddenly drop all pretense of composure and leap onto the poor creatures. So, you are both at blood potency one, so you each consume- Ah, no. No, yeah. Hope is now blood potency two. Ooh, yeah. So, Hope- you're going to require six whole birds to get down to hunger one. Works for me. Chimera, you only have to eat three, which suits you just fine, because you honestly don't know how Hope has learned to subsist off these things. They taste like salt, sewage, with a vague hint of fast food. There is sand embedded in their feathers and it grates on the inside of your throat as you force their innards down and your beast protests the whole time. Disgusting! Take Palmer, take the more potent blood stop trying to sate me with this sewage water sure enough after 10 minutes of pure torture you stand back feeling as if you're about to wretch nine seagulls lie flat drained on the floor and the remaining three simply stand contemplating you all with wary apprehension. I'll shift them on up to my shoulder. Okay. Game plan. At this point, Vince just sort of wanders away from the group and brings out his phone. Sure. What do you do on your phone? Uh, Vince is finally calling a touchstone. Yeah. So Vince- He's calling his childhood au pair. Yeah, his childhood au pair. So Vince, you navigate through your contacts, and this is easier said than done on a dumb, non-touch phone. And she's right there, at the very bottom of the list. According to your phone, the last time you spoke to her was just under four years ago. You remember you used to speak to her quite often in your early nights as you tried to come to terms with what Palmer had forced you to become. But as you became more and more of a Ventrue, You spoke to her less and less. And until tonight, she was essentially forgotten. Please tell us about her as you press the button and the dial tone begins to emanate from the speaker. 
Yeah, uh, Tilly was a young woman when she was with Vince as a kid. So young that it was very strange that she was called Tilly. And uh, she was around Vince a lot more than his parents were. She basically functioned as his de facto mother and father. Um, she's kind, a little bit withdrawn, but earnest, and basically the only good thing that Vince had in his life as a kid. And as you listen to the dial tone as it rings once, twice, three times, four times, all of these memories come flooding back in a torrent, and even though you'd barely thought of this person at all over the last four years, even though she had become just another piece of the life you'd left behind, suddenly you yearn for her, to hear her voice, to for a brief moment, return to that world that you no longer can. There's a beep and a click, and then you hear her voice. Her voice is tinted with tiredness, grogginess. She greets you with a yawn. You've probably woken her up in the middle of the night. But it is unmistakably her, and if you were still alive, your heart would be racing. Vinny? Vinny? Oh my god, Vinny? Is that you? Vinny? Yeah, yeah, it's it's me. Hi, Tilly. Oh my god, Vinny, it's... It's been so long, I... I wasn't sure what had happened. I, I, I tried to call you, but you, you would never answer. And when I tried yeah. to get in in touch with you, no one could find you. And then they said, "Yeah, I, I know. I'm Tilly. I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of time. Um, I just kind of needed to hear your voice, Vinny." Uh are you okay? Is something wrong, Vinny? I can, I can help, Vinny. If something's wrong, just just Tilly, let Tilly, me know. Tilly, uh, Tilly, I've got it handled. You, you know me. I've got it handled. I, I, I just wanted you to know that. Um. Actually, I wanted you to kind of agree that I'm. I'm not like him. The, the, the man who... Who... Did... He trails off. No, 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 no. Like... Like Dad. She's silent for a moment and... She says... Well, Vinny, I... No. No, no, no. You... You were never like him, Vinny. You never were. You... You were always... Well... You cared about me, and... Your dad, he... 
No. Benny. You always were different. Yeah. In the background. Yeah, as you say that, and you hear a, a gruff voice in the background saying, ah, Who's that till? It's a quarter to midnight. Bloody get off the phone. It, Tilly, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. I, thank you, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm gonna call you again sooner than last time. Um, probably not from this number though. Okay. I, I, I like that. Uh, take care of yourself, Vinny. You, you, you take care of yourself, Tilly. I'll be fine. Before she signs off, you hear her say, "It's, it's nobody, hun. Go, go back to sleep." And then there's a click. And the line is dead. After a moment standing there, Vince closes his phone and walks back over to the group. And he seems to be a little more collected again. I'll allow you to regain two willpower from this interaction, Ooh, Vince. Very nice. I was expecting one. That's that's very helpful. Thank you. You're not sure how you feel about Tilly, having lived all these years, lived her life without you, and that thing she said before she hang, hung up, it's nobody, hun. Go black. Go back to sleep. That hits you in the heart like a sledgehammer. But she's safe. She's happy. And while that may not have brought Vince much pleasure a couple of months ago, tonight, there is something different about Vince and he feels calmer simply knowing that she's safe and well. So, game plan, the metal hatch in the floor lies still it's metal thick enough that Thornton Adams probably has no idea what's about to hit him Vince this is your choice do we try talking to him first what do you think that's going to accomplish I don't know the guy as well as you do Jack shit is your answer. Okay. I was thinking we could offer him an out. Like, uh, I could change his face and he could run like a fucker, but I'm not sure if that's good for us. It'll be... It could buy us time, but it won't work. Vince, you know all too all right. well that Thornton's been building to this for... How? Probably longer than you have even existed. And... While you may be able to convince him to skip town, he'll be back. Yeah, and we don't want that. All right. Hope gestures to the last gold who flies to his shoulder. Two of the remaining so three now being dropped into Hope's bag as Hope heals the bullet wounds from the fight. Yep. All right. Down we go. Sounds like 
Hit him with everything we got. Hope it's enough. You make your way to the hatch and Chimera kneels down. She grabs the little handle on the metal plate as the bullet wounds she took in the fight begin to seal up before your eyes. Her skin folds over and the hollow point rounds are expunged from her body, clattering onto the floor. She gives you one last look before effortlessly she hoists the hatch up. Beneath it is a ladder descending down into a concrete tunnel into pitch black darkness. Faintly, somewhere in the distance, you can hear the sound of running water. Who's going to be the first down? Vince takes the lead. Uh, Very well. Vince steps forwards, grabs hold of the top rung of the ladder, and wordlessly begins to descend. And the rest of you follow. Yeah. The running. Yep. Did you pull the trapdoor shut behind you? Eyes, actually. But yeah, Ah, that'll work. And you feel your eyes narrow as they take on bestial appearance, and the pitch blackness is lit up, revealing the smooth, fresh concrete around you. It's obvious that this tunnel, this hatch you're climbing down, is a very recent addition. The concrete is clean, white, not a single scratch or pockmark on it. As you descend, sound of running water gets louder and louder and after you've seemingly climbed for 10 minutes or more Vince's Vince's boots touch down on firm concrete and he lets go of the ladder looks up at you and whispers bottoms here I'll hit the I'll hit the bottom. Start using echolocation. Chimera, do you have eyes of the beast? Wait for Vince to lead the way. Uh, yes, she does. As you reach the bottom, Chimera, your eyes also constrict, begin to glow bright yellow in the dark, and ahead of you all, a sewer tunnel stretches onwards. With your eyes of the beast, you're just able to make out the damp, moss-covered brick and cobblestone walls, at least a century old. Fetid water in a channel 
running through the middle of the tunnel lurches and splashes as you creep along the narrow walkway alongside it. The further you get, the more overwhelming the smell becomes. A mixture of rot and waste makes your eyes water. Finally, after a few minutes, the narrow tunnel opens out into a wide circular shaped room. The narrow channel of water feeds into a big square pool in the center and you can just make out the shape of a motorboat lashed to a concrete pole on the edge of the water. Humanoid figure kneels over the boat and as he hears your footsteps sloshing down the tunnel behind him, his voice echoes out, irritated. Taken you long enough? Where's Palmer? We have to get the rest of the bombs on this boat. It was supposed to be out of here before quarter past. It's got to be set up in the sewer beneath the prince's house before midnight. Okay, this is our chance. This is what we discussed. Yeah. So, uh, Hope's going to quietly pull out her submachine gun and shoot him in the back. Straight ahead? Straight with no warning? I mean, uh, yeah. looks, to Vin looks to Vince, makes a little talking noises, shrugs, pulls out the machine gun. Hmm? Vince, will you allow Hope to do that? Uh, Vince just sort of looks her in the eye and then pulls out his pistol and just fucking pistol whips the dude. Yeah. Like, over the head. Not... Not shooting him. You step closer... Oh, is this Thornton? This might... Yeah, this, this is probably Thornton. You recognise his voice. I did forget to specify it is indeed Thornton. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. Um... No, you can shoot him. That's fine. Vince just shrugs. Actually, she'll point at the stake. She'll point at the stake launcher on his back. Oh yeah, Vince makes makes use yeah. of that. No doubt. Vince unslings the stake launcher, trains it on Thornton, and then Hope reaches beneath the high vis vest, extracts the submachine gun, and begins to creep closer, getting a fix on the man. Your footsteps slosh in the putrid water. Well, come on. Come on. Get the crate of bombs into the boat. Hurry up, says Thornton. Finally, he whirls around. The first thing he sees is the high-vis vest, and it gives him just enough pause before he realises who you are, that he doesn't have a chance to react. Hope's finger tightens on the trigger 
and Thornton's eyes grow wide as he realises what's about to happen, as he looks beyond hope and sees Vince there in his iconic, unmistakable dinner jacket, brandishing the steak launcher in the darkness. How did you... Where's Palmer? says Thornton, and then hope fires. Vince, do you also fire the steak launcher at the... Yep, do you say anything as you do? No. Alright, so hope, go ahead, make a dex firearms check to quickly fire before he has a chance to react, and you get a bonus dice because of that moment of hesitation. And I'm assuming Chimera and... uh... Yep, Chimera, Derek. Derek. Yes, they get to do something as well if they would like. Um, Yeah, Chimera will definitely be um, activating toughness, getting in close, uh, feral weapons activating as well. Yep, go ahead, make a rouse. Going in straight for the kill. Well, you can only do one rouse, you can only activate one discipline around, so I assume you're going to go for feral weapons Ah. first. Toughness is feral weapons. Yeah, definitely feral weapons. Oh, that's resilient. Yeah, yeah. Gotta so, activate toughness, yeah. So go ahead, rouse check to activate mm-hmm. your barrel weapons. And Derek, what would yep. you like to do? Uh, he's on the boat, didn't you? Well, he's, he's leaning down on the edge of the water. Um, it looks like he... Okay. A, as he stands up, you realise that he was in the midst of loading one of the wooden crates from upstairs into the boat. Uh, okay, no, I was just worried he was going to. I was just worried the water was going to be between me and him. Yeah, no, it, it is not. <laughs> Thankfully, you are lucky. Yeah. But if he gets in the boat, yeah, if he has a chance to get in the boat, um, and if you want to use your scorpion blood, I will say you had a chance to prepare it on the way through the tunnel if that's what you choose to do. Yeah, let's risk it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Make a rouse check. Ooh, that's a fail. Fail, you get hungrier. So, Chimera, the end of your arms snap upwards as your fingers extend out into your talons, and as you see the muzzle flash from Hope's gun, you rush towards Thornton. I would like Vince to make a dex firearms check, but you don't get the bonus dice because you can't see in the dark as well as Chimera and Hope can. Chimera, you do get the bonus dice. and uh, Dex firearms or composure? Actually, we'll go composure because he is your primogen. Okay, I think um, that's still... Yeah, that should still be buffed. Um, and Derek, you may go ahead and make your spit attack check for your poison blood. You do not get the bonus dice because you can't see very well in the dark three successes three successes what is that four from hope uh so what should chimera roll so chimera you're going for a strength brawl and also could Uh, we (laughs) that would be would it be too far to assume that he would have I was assuming I would have heightened senses as we were going down into the darkness. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. yeah. So with your heightened senses, you can get the bonus dice. 
Oh, I should roll a bonus one too. Whoops. Uh, if you've got heightened senses, go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's still this one. Eyes of the Beast, same thing. Okay. For this. Yep. Well, yeah, you've already got Eyes of the Beast. You're already getting the bonus dice, Chimera. What is it? Spinning? What is it? Dex Athletics. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, no, my bonus die for uh, the, what's it called? Disciplines doesn't, wouldn't apply to the spit check, would it? Uh, no, but it will apply to if yeah. you hit him. Yes. Ah, only two successes. Two successes, and Chimera, how are you looking? Uh, four. Four. So, as you were making your way down the tunnel, Derek bit into his tongue and the blood's been festering there in his mouth and as Chimera rushes forwards with her talon, Derek opens his mouth and with a <laughs> spits the globule of blood in Thornton's direction. Thornton is not at all prepared for this onslaught. He does, however, have time to activate his toughness. And you see his skin grow darker, stonier in the dim light of the sewer tunnel. As he seemingly stands there and faces the onslaught. So Hope, he's going to defend against you first with a Dex Athletics check. Will be all right. Well, I got four successes on him, yep. so and we'll see how that goes. So he's going to rouse the blood and get three extra. And actually, you know what? Yep, I'm going to willpower. You know, willpower because I got a crit. I got at least one ten in there, so ah, no, no help. But it is two more successes. So well, that's six. Thornton's buffed blood gives him a dice pool of six. And he rolls three successes. So he attempts to duck behind the concrete pillar that the boat is lashed to, but he's most certainly not fast enough. And with your four successes, you riddle him with bullets. His toughness reduces this down to one superficial point of damage. Shredding the shredding the hem of his suit. Next, Vince steps forwards. He uns he holds the stake launcher in front of him and fires. Thunk! Just as Chimera reaches Thornton, Thornton raises one of his arms to defend himself, and he's going to make a strength brawl check. Which he has no hope of defending, even with buffed blood. <laughs> he messy crits, but he still only gets four successes. And because Chimera got four successes, his messy crit will not be enough. So, 
He sees Chimera coming and he raises an arm and goes to roll out of the way, making to leap into the boat to dodge her. But as he's about to move, suddenly his eyes flicker with anger and Chimera, you recognize that look on his face as his brow wrinkles, his beast takes over and he roars, I'll not be taken in by the likes of you. And this is what allows you to strike him. You deal one point of superficial damage as his toughness absorbs the rest. You tear the left sleeve off his grey business jacket. Um, does Lethal Body uh, negating armor affect nope. that in any way? No, only if he was wearing armor. He's not immortal, right, okay. so he doesn't get aggressive. So it's not literal armor, yeah. Yeah. Derek's up next. Derek, you've rolled two successes to spit, and he's going to defend, but he has two penalty dice, giving him a dice pool of four. He rolls one success as he wrenches Chimera's talons out of the hem of his shirt. He sees you spit your blood at him and he tries to duck out of the way, but he's a fraction of a second too late and your blood lands right on his neck. He winces as your blood bubbles and his skin sizzles. Go ahead and roll the damage for your blood. And you do get your discipline bonus on this. You will be rolling... You will be rolling, I believe... uh, Strength plus blood sorcery versus his stamina plus occult or fortitude. Uh, I guess check feral weapons. Um, Apparently feral weapons doesn't get damage halved. And it has plus two to, to brawl damage. Yes, but you got... You ma- he matched you, so you got plus two just as base damage, and then he soaked it with his toughness. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No he's soaking all damage That's with his toughness. Works. Yeah, because he's this is the one thing he's good at. Resolve plus fortitude that gives him a dice pool of five. He's going to willpower that. Yep. Hopefully that's enough. Uh, Three successes. Three successes. He's going to rouse the blood. He goes up to hunger three. This gives him a dice pool of eight. Three successes. The sizzling blood drips off his neck lands on his tattered suit, leaves a small welt behind, dealing a single point of superficial damage. Nothing more. And then... The stake. The railway spike that is shot from Vince's stake launcher completes its arc towards Thornton, and his eyes go wide 
as he sees it sailing towards him at the last possible second. And he moves to dodge with three penalty dice. <laughs> that is two successes. So, Vince. Your Not enough. Your stake <laughs> hits him and thunk. It lands right in his chest, and for a split second, you smile. Your aim was true. But then, he takes a breath. And the railway spike drops out, landing in the putrid water with a thunk. And he takes one point of superficial damage. He's taken four points of superficial oh, damage altogether. It's at this point that he s- simply frowns in the type of annoyed irritation that you'd expect from a father about to tell his child that is extremely disappointed. Thornton sighs, and he steps out from behind the concrete pillar. He looks harried and overwhelmed, but despite this, he's trying his very best to maintain an air of coolness and composure. His ordinarily immaculately styled hair is dishevelled and his suit jacket is unbuttoned revealing a lopsided tie the white shirt underneath is rumpled and his business slacks now have a small tear near the knee in his right hand he's clutching a cell phone His eyes dart around the room as if he's searching for something. Where is Elliot? He asks again. And then... He takes another step forwards, his leather shoes splashing in putrid water that laps against the sewer walkway. And he's going to activate a discipline. He locks eyes with Vincent. And he's going to attempt to dominate Vincent with his... Mesmerize. Ah, uh, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, what's the resist for that? I would like you to go ahead and make an intelligence plus resolve check. He makes a rouse check, doesn't get hungrier. I don't know if resolve buffed, that's a shame. Um, you could. You could buff it right now. I will. Um, and I didn't get hungrier. Um, did not get hungrier. Yep. Good. Uh, I've got four buffs running right now, apparently. Um, and, uh, so that's intelligence to solve. 
Yep, intelligence resolve. That's seven dice. And three successes. Oh, uh, I might reroll. Go that. ahead. This is why you got willpower back. Four. Four. Okay. So he locks eyes with Vincent. He opens his mouth to say something, but then his eyes glimmer and the frown on his face twists into a smile as he second guesses himself. Instead of proceeding with his command, his gaze sweeps to a walkway and he locks eyes briefly with everyone present, no longer than a fraction of a second. But it doesn't lock eyes with Eyes are shut. Very well. We'll get to that in a moment. But long enough that you can sense his commanding presence trying to force its way into your mind. Hope, you have your eyes shut. So you don't have to roll on this. But I would like Chimera and Derek to also go ahead and make for me intelligence plus resolve checks. As Thornton rouses his blood again and goes up to hunger four. Uh, that's a success of just three. Three? Damn, that is just two for me. Just two? Alright. Hope. You had the foresight to have your eyes shut because you were relying on your echolocation. So, what everyone else hears as a booming, echoing command that seems to bounce off the insides of their skulls, you hear Thornton's tired, exasperated voice saying, drop your weapons, cease hostilities, get in the boat, and carry out the plan. And he rolls with his dice pool of nine, Six successes. Oh, jeez. Vince, you feel your fingers loosen around the stake launcher. You fight it, but they have a mind of their own, and the weapon clatters to the ground at your feet. You look at your primogen, and you feel your mouth opening voice whispering through your lips unbidden yes my primogen as you drop down into the boat bobbing in the putrid water and you watch as chimera her face screwed up in concentration tries to resist but sure enough 
finds herself plopping down into the boat, leaning on a crate of explosives in its bow. And then we get to Derek. Derek, as your feet carry you against your will to the edge of the water, you peer down into the boat where Vincent and Chimera sit staring up at you. Their eyes glazed over. You feel your beast wince. Oh no, no, not the abyss! And I'll allow you to spend a willpower because of your aversion to water to break the domination. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do it. Yes, do it. <laughs> please, please, please do it. You feel your knees bend yeah. as your body prepares to leap into the boat. And then suddenly your beast roars, AWAY! And you flinch, stepping back from the edge of the pool, whirling around and facing Thornton with no, a look of just... utter defiance on your face. Go, Hope. Uh, may, I, may I distract Thornton as, uh, as I see Derek, Derek breaking grief? Yeah, sure. I will say, Specs betrayed you, you know. This was his plan all along. I'd like Hope to go ahead for me and make me a manipulation persuasion check. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and boost manipulation. Because <laughs> that's what you do when you're up against that. I will get hungrier, but that's okay. So, VR... I'm not acting this time. That's the downside. Yeah. All right. That's why Only it's one persuasion. success. One success. Mm. So, Thornton's going to counter this with a... Resolve insight. I'm not trying to social combat, just distract him. So he gets four successes, and he seemingly doesn't register your voice at all. You know he hears you because you see him twitch ever so slightly, but he doesn't turn to face you instead. He locks eyes with Derek once more, and he demands, Get in the boat! But Derek stands before him, a look of utter contempt on his face. Derek, what would you like to do? Uh, the stake Vince shot at him, is that on the ground or did that it ping is, off into the water? Uh, so the stake that he shot at him is in the water, but there is ah. one last stake loaded in the barrel of the stake launcher. You can see it see it sticking out of the little window on the side of the barrel. Ah, but that's on the boat with Vince. That doesn't mean any good. Well, no, no, Vince just dropped the stake launcher on the ground. Oh, right, standing. got in yeah. there. Yeah. All right, then I'll go, you know, then in that case, yeah, Derek's going to go for the stake launcher, but specific, basically trying to get the stake out because he knows he can't shoot the thing. So he's going to get the stake out and just try and use that to get Thornton. So as you take a step back, feel the back of your 
shoe hit the stake launcher. You kneel down, pull it across the concrete in front of you and start to unload it from the barrel. Thornton's face twists in anger. He shouts, no! And he rushes at you, determined to stop you. He lays hands on your arm and tries to pull you away from the stake launcher. Derek, I would like you to make me a strength brawl check as Thornton tries to do the same, rousing his strength. While they're doing that, Hope's going to slink up behind him and get ready to grab him. Yep. Vince is going to hang out in the boat. Yeah, with Chimera. Yeah. You guys are just <laughs> standing there waiting for more orders. That's romantic. <laughs> Hardly. <laughs> so, I would like you, Hope, to do me a wits stealth check. Alright. Three successes. Three successes. Thornton doesn't seem to notice as he grunts with physical exertion, wrestling with Derek, trying to pull his arm away from the barrel of the gun. How many successes did you get, Derek? Uh, five successes. Five successes to Thornton's four. Oh. You snarl. Nice. <clears throat> as you slam your elbow into his chest. He grunts as he falls backwards, relinquishing the gun. And this is all you need. You slide the barrel out and with a click, extract the stake. You stand up, raise the stake, and I assume you're gonna go straight in, try to stake him. Oh yeah. And that's, wh- and that's when Hope grabs him. Yep, that's when Hope grabs him. So Hope, Go ahead, make a strength roll check to grapple him. Hmm. Strength, not so He's bueno. going to get a penalty die on his attempt to resist. Uh, three successes, though. Three successes to his one success. <laughs> uh, what? He says as he looks over his shoulder, sees hope creeping towards him and makes to move out of the way just as Hope leans forwards and wraps her arms around his torso. You're just embarrassing yourself, man. Have some dignity. Release me! Release me this instant, Thornton commands. Let's, Let's go with no. We can work together! We can work together! Do you really think Taylor will reward you for this? Do you really think he'll honor as a meese? Do you really think I give a shit about what the Camarilla wants or will do? Derek raises the mm-hmm. stake, takes a step forward, and attempts to drive it into Thornton's chest. Go ahead, Derek, make a strength melee check, and you get a bonus dice because Hope has him grappled. And if he fails, I'm going to do something more. Yep. 
not as good, but hopefully still good. Uh, three successes. Three successes. Okay, Thornton's got a dice pool of four here. Oh. He's also at hunger four, and he rolls <laughs> a bestial failure. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> oh no! So I'm basically like holding yeah. his head back as he's trying to bite me. He <laughs> takes a deep breath and puffs out his chest, willing his fortitude to protect him. But as you advance upon him, as he struggles against against hope, something snaps. He snarls. Zemis will not best me! And he clamps his fangs into Hope's wrist, dealing a single point of superficial damage, but allowing Derek to slam the stake right into his chest, driving it through the tattered white shirt, into his flesh, and onwards. Thornton's bestial snarls grow louder and louder as he begins to drain hope of blood, leeching one point of hunger. And then they abruptly stop as his eyes roll back into their sockets. His skin grows grey and he falls limp and stiff in hope's arms. Derek releases the stake and stands back. And at this moment, Chimera and Vince's senses return. Uh, Chimera hastily hops out of the boat, kind of like um, parkouring over the edge of it, stomps over to Thornton and stomps the the stake directly into his chest to ensure it's tight. Yeah, stomps it down. And only I'm sick of you fuckers telling me what to do. <laughs> oh, oh, hey. Now, if, only... if you didn't know, yep. if you didn't know what had just happened, you'd think that nothing untoward was going on with Vince. He just gets out of the boat, approaches the body, and says, "Okay, we need to get him to the car." Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Instantly cool once again. As you hoist Thornton up onto ah. Derek's shoulder. I'll lick the wound to heal, by the way. Yeah, lick it to heal it Futile, up. Though, As you hoist his torpid form up onto Derek's shoulder, you realise that only the top centimetre of the railway spike is visible, poking out of his chest. <laughs> Chimera has driven it so far in that the pointed edge of it is poking out of Thornton's back is fully impaled. Yeah. In silence, carry him back down the sewer tunnel, and ten minutes later, just as Vince's phone alarm begins to beep. Beep 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 signalling midnight. Signaling your time limit running to zero. You clamber out of the hatch into the auditorium. And throw Thornton's torpid form down next to his protege. 
Vincent wordlessly <laughs> enters the car. Yep. And he's sitting up straighter but more casually than normal, and he resolves within himself to not let anything like that happen again. Yeah. And this is where I spend the XP that I missed that I really should have spent before that <laughs> yeah, interaction. That would go ahead. Um, Moment of reflection. Vince now has uh, unswayable mind and two dots of composure. Yeah, well, that will be useful momentarily. <laughs> so. It would have been nice then. <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice yeah. then. So, Vince takes one look at the two high profile Ventru and then wordlessly just turns towards the door and briskly walks away, leaving Chimera and Derek to once again hoist the Ventru up onto their shoulders and follow oh, Hope. Chimera, um, yep. Chimera drags um, Thornton by the yes. foot. Yes, drags Thornton nice. by the foot. <laughs> drag him, dragging him behind you like a sack. You follow Hope once again through the lobby, the ticketing area, the corridors that lead to the loading bay at the back of the stadium, and most of the guards are still out on the street. They've now formed a circle around the burning truck, and a couple of them are fanning through alleyways down the street trying to flush out the would-be arsonist. It's an easy task transporting both of the Ventru through the gate and down the block to where Chimera's Supra is parked. The Tremere Darius sits in the front passenger seat watching you imperiously through the window while Vince sits upright in the back seemingly staring off into space his face calm and determined once uh once Chimera arrives he gives her a smile oh we strip off the high vis vests for the record yeah of um, course well come on let's get that trunk full of intro <sighs> Chimera fishes her keys out of her vest, unlocks the boot, and you drop both Ventru in, and then you clamber into the car. Chimera, you return Vince's smile, I'm presuming? I, I should say, the smile has a tinge of something else to it, if she might pick up on it. I don't know, insight, maybe? Mm. If you want, Chimera, you can go ahead yeah. and make a wits sure. insight check. Ah, uh, successful. As Derek yeah, and yeah. as Derek mm. clambers into the back seat next to Vince, and Hope takes the other side, sandwiching Vince between them. <laughs> Vince flashes you a smile. And Vince, what does Chimera see in the smile? With one success, she probably interprets it as something like. Vince being worried about the rest of the night or something. 
Yeah, uh, she flashes like a grimace back, kind of echoing the distress about what's probably to come. As you turn, nods and then turns back to turn, <laughs> turns back to contemplating the events of the night, seemingly not bothered by Derek and Hope sandwiching him in. Any other night, he'd have been loudly complaining about his personal space, but something's different. Chimera turns the key in the ignition, and this time the engine roars to life immediately as you begin to reverse out of the little parking lot onto the recently recently maintained street that loops around the stadium as the tiles glide smoothly along fresh asphalt. Darius sighs and then he peers over into the back seat and he says, So all went well, I'm assuming? Saw you drop two bodies into the boot? Yep. We did. I'm about to notify the sheriff unless anybody has something they want to say first. Now you're sure you're sure that Adams was working against the prince and you're sure that Cypher was not going to stop him with his own agents. If I may retcon a bit Hope will open up her cell phone and play the bit she recorded about Thor- from Thornton when they got down there. Hurry up, we've got to stash the rest of the bombs under the princess house. Darius nods. <sighs> so then, either Cypher was trying to do his duty to the prince and made a severe miscalculation, or he's in league with a primogen-sanctioned takeover. Well, I know where my allegiances lie, he turns to Derek. As agreed, you make a move against Cypher tonight, and I will back you up. My word carries some weight among the Chantry. An Ancilla like me is owed a lot more boons than a neonate like you. Whatever I say will add just a little bit more weight to whatever you've got planned. I just... I just needed to know that I'm doing the right thing by my plan. Any other night, Vince would make a quip about some random shut-in having more cachet than them, but uh, tonight it doesn't even cross his mind. Something's incredibly different about Vince tonight. As Chimera silently drives and the urban wasteland blurs past, Darius contemplates Derek and he says, So, what are your plans for Cypher? What are your plans for the Tremere? I'll only back you up if I agree it's for the good of the clan. 
Not that Cypher's made a very good argument so far. If you don't have plans, I have some suggestions. But go on, Derek. Well, I mean, so far it's, yeah, get Cypher to either step down willingly or get thrown out. And, and otherwise, potentially open up communications with House Goratrix, seeing as, from what I understand, the only reason they left is because Cypher took power. Darius nods. He says, hmm. There's a sizable number among the Chantry who would gladly welcome them into the fold. The main barrier has, of course, yes, been Cypher. But what about you personally, Derek? My experience is that kindred, well, we have a way of looking out for number one. And surely, surely you're not simply ousting Cypher out of some misguided altruism. What does Derek get out of this? Because I can pretty much guarantee you... If you're thinking of becoming the next regent, well, <laughs> you've got an uphill battle trying to convince the entire Chantry that a neonate five years dead is suitable for the role. No, no, don't worry, I've realised that. No, it's just... Maybe ho hopefully having some sway in who is the next leader of the plan. Someone a bit more adept at it than Cypher. And Darius! Hey, go ahead. Yeah. And, yeah, just, and hopefully I get to keep the level of freedom I've had so far. As Chimera sharply turns onto a highway overpass and you're all jolted forwards, Darius stares silently between himself and Derek. His lip curls as if he's waging a war inside his mind, as if he's trying to decide whether whether to fully commit to you, to throw caution to the wind and trust you. And Derek, I'd like you to go ahead and roll your Camarilla status for me. You may also add your charisma. Uh, so just charisma, Camarilla status, or? Yep, go ahead, roll that. Just, get, uh, just aiming for one success here. Uh, is this including hunger on that, or just no, 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 flat roll? Just a flat roll. Uh, charisma plus cam. Uh, I suppose I could back him up at all. No, Ooh. this is purely going to be yeah, a Tremere no, thing. I didn't think so. Yeah. Uh, four successes. Oh, more than enough. Darius's curled lip twists into a smile and he says, It's not common knowledge among the Chantry, Derek, but I happen to be Cypher's right hand. He lets this revelation oh. hang in the air. Then after a few moments, he says, 
I would put myself forwards as the next regent, if you would be willing to support that. I would, of course, welcome House Goratrix back into the fold. Our Chantry's been disconnected from the Pyramid since Vienna. No use clinging onto old traditions. Exactly. Well, that was going to, my next question was going to be if you had anyone in mind, but you already answered that. So I have your vote, he says, smiling. You have mine, yes. <laughs> then, by all means, let us take the old man down tonight. He folds his hands together, turns away, and presses his face once again towards the window, and reflected in it, you can see his smile is beaming. Hope, you've sent a message to Adiz pretty much the moment Chimera started the engine. What did you include within it? Uh, I included... Got the package. Plus one. Call me. Got a situation needs sheriff level defusing. And about ten minutes pass and you're on the highway, well on your way towards downtown, the shining Melbourne skylight lighting up the horizon ahead of you, before the phone finally rings and Adiza's name flashes on the screen. As you answer, you hear his voice. You got both of them, Thornton and Palmer? Yeah, sure do. They're in the trunk now. <sighs> drop-off point. Drop-off point? Ain't no drop-off point. Alia and the Seneschal have been with the Prince, and when the Prince learned what Thornton was going to do, he decided, and I don't quite blame him here, he didn't want to be in his haven tonight, so... I hope you're ready for Elysium. Uh... We're gonna need, like, an hour to prepare, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Go ahead. Give yourselves an hour to get ready. Dress and for I the occasion. To... This is your foot in the door. You're gonna walk in triumphantly and present both of the Ventru to the Prince in person. Just imagine. Just imagine mm. all the Toreador gossiping. Everyone's eyes upon you. Adiz, I... That's cool. I need you to imagine something, too. I need you to imagine a stadium with enough Semtex in it to blow the city off the map. <laughs> Holy shit, you... No C4 in... You're not serious, he says. Well, I mean, uh, so there might be some of it on fire right now, but the rest of it is still in the stadium, and there's a couple of goons over there who are currently trying to put out a burning truck full of uh, explosives but you might want to get some people over there to quietly murder the remaining ghouls or reprogram the people he had bribed to do this and quietly throw all those explosives into the bake because we don't want you-know-who getting in anywhere near him. Well, we figured 
based on what Victoria divulged, that he was gathering explosives somewhere, but whole mm. stadium worth? And how was he planning yep. on getting them from there down into Turak in the middle Se of the night Se without anyone noticing? Secret underground tunnel with a sewer boat. Hey, shit, you not. No shit. Yeah, go have a look, man. It's over. I'll send you in the address. And the NOS said nothing about this. Somebody had a giant ass bat watching over the place. So, I don't know, man. You tell me. Hmm. Thornton. Thornton was. He was making more moves than we thought, is what I'm guessing. Must have been something we didn't uncover. There's a couple of Norse gathered at Elysium tonight. The Camarilla diehards, but... Well, I'll keep an eye on them, see if I can't glean some intel, find out on, about whether they knew Thornton was using their stomping ground to transport this stuff all over the city, and... Oh yeah, you hear him say something in Arabic, and then in the background someone says, Yes, boss! Okay, got a couple of Banu Hakim neonates on their way to the stadium. Coordinates are the same ones you sent in the message? Sure are. Alright. Any luck, they'll have that place cleaned out and all of those munitions will belong to our clan by the end of tonight. So. Yep. Elysium's oh. at NGV again. Squizzy yep. chose it on account of, well, yeah, <laughs> you're vaguely aware of Derek grumbling as he hears Adi uh, say this. This is a small ask, but can one of our party come in the back door? He's got some business to sort. <sighs> oh, you mean Derek? Uh, yeah. Yeah, sure. And Thank you. <laughs> as I understand it, Derek plans to hand over the cure tonight. At least that's what my contacts among the Anarchs have told me. Yep. Among other things. Just, right, as, just as well he comes through the back end anyway, so he's not ambushed by Cypher's goons. Uh, they're really on edge tonight. Cypher knows he's fucked up somehow. It's very obvious. He's flying off the handle at the slightest provocation and up. There he goes again. Just stormed yep. out of Elysium because one of his neonates whispered something in his ear and... Well, NGV tonight on account of the fact that the cure will be restoring our Keeper of Elysium to her greater glory. Sounds good. And thank you for taking care of all of the explosives. Hope says, feeling the weight in her purse that is not dead birds. Mm. Yeah, she hey, took a few bricks before. No promises, says Adiz. These neonates are good at what they do. 99% chance they'll get it done without complications. But I know Palmer had his hands in some pretty well-armed pies. So let's let's not count our eggs yet, eh? All right. All right. I'll see you at Elysium. 
Remember, dress for the occasion. You gotta play the part of heroes. And then there's a click and the call is over. I look over to Darius, who's probably been trying to stifle giggles about Cypher and like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Darius flashes you a smile and he says, hmm, it's almost as if one of the neonates told him that his right hand was last seen in the company of the people who were trying to bring him down. I'd be flying off the handle too. If I might make a recommendation, new <laughs> regent to be, that you have him staked until it can be found out whether or not he is truly guilty or just it just incompetent and maybe take a good long while deciding whether he's incompetent so that stake stays in a good long time that's just my advice hmm. well regardless says darius this is uh just poetic justice the way i see it you see back in the old days there's a well-known fact that <laughs> cypher spent every hour of every night looking for just the right bit of dirt that he could use to push the old regent out of her place. Seriously, fuck Slytherin. <sighs> it's just as well that he ends up getting ousted because he's inactivity prevented him from developing the cure to the plague that threatens to wipe out the whole city because do you know what his main push against the old regent was darius smiles sat on her hands about something he said she was too passive sat in her inner sanctum reading books and not paying attention to the needs of the clan. Hmm. <laughs> that is appropriate. I want to eat something that isn't birds. Can we do some hunting before we go to Vince's Haven and change into Elysium Garp? Darius yeah, I says... Need, I need a drink beforehand. <laughs> Darius shrugs. He says, actually, good idea. Once you get into the city, drop me off. I have a few things to yeah. attend to before Elysium myself. Go for it, man. I must Get visit nice the Chantry. On. I must visit the Chantry, gather some materials, and... Plan exactly how I want to assist Derek in this matter. And sure enough, a few minutes later, as Chimera's Supra rockets off, an off-ramp and descends into the CBD. The haze of bright lights and glowing skyscrapers engulfs the car. Uh, just here, says Darius, as the Supra pulls to the side of the road in front of a bustling nightclub. As Darius rises from his seat and pushes the door open, he looks over his shoulder one last time at the rest of you. I'll see you soon, he says. He flashes a wink, and then he pulls his red cloak around him and begins to make his way down the footpath, weaving between crowds of party-goers. 
So, Chimera, Vince, are you guys also in the mood for some hunting? Uh, no, Chimera's gonna go one, and Willpower one, so she's gonna stew in the car, I think. Stew in the car? <laughs> Is she Roll gonna- the window down so she doesn't, yep. like, run out of- <laughs> So she doesn't overheat. <laughs> At Vince? Uh, Vince could probably use a snack. Yeah. Well, he probably doesn't want to turn up to a Elysium with anything short of his absolute best dignified behaviour. Mm. He's a two right now, but yeah, he can use a smack for sure. So as you tell yeah. Chimera to wait in the car, <laughs> how do you do this? <laughs> um, sorry, where were we? So you're just, you're in the CBD, um, Hope wants to go hunting, so does Derek. You've got about an hour to get ready for Elysium, so, you know, figure it's a good okay. time to every for everyone to go hunting if they like, and then head back, before they head back to your haven and prepare, you know, gussy up okay. for the event. So you've just pulled up, yep, you've just pulled up in front of a nightclub, Darius has gone to go attend to his own business, and... Chimera's not hungry, nor is she interested in dressing up for Elysium, so she stubbornly crosses her arms, looks at you, Vince, and says, I'll wait in the car. I've got some flesh crafting to do afterwards, so I'll have to make it quick. I'll head right into the I'd right into the nightclub. Yep. Making the bouncer forget about it if he tries to stop me. <laughs> Look, Vince is just looking for it's same deal. Um, Vince is just looking for any schmuck that'll do. It's one point of hunger. One point of hunger? Yep. It's just the equivalent of getting some fucking Macca's fries to him. <laughs> so Derek, <laughs> Vince, and Hope. Yeah. You make your way towards the nightclub. There's a bit of a line out the front, but not long enough that you have to wait for ages. Within five minutes, you're at the front of the line. The bouncer ushers people in pretty quickly after taking a single glance at them. And when you reach him, he takes one look at your bloodied, sewer water-stained clothes. He wrinkles <laughs> his nose and says, No. No. Definitely not. I reach not. for it. I take no. his hand. I make sure that people see there's money in it. When I take it away, I look in his eyes and say, forget. And I walk <laughs> back, pat his cheek and walk past him. He shakes his head as Derek and Vince step past him into the nightclub. And as the door shuts behind you, you hear him say, uh, uh, yeah, next, uh, I'm going to need to see some ID. <laughs> A bunch of people outside, come on, man. What yeah. <laughs> Hey, they've pushed in line and... I didn't see anyone, says the bouncer. Must have been on the list. <laughs> I'll, medi I'll immediately head to the women's restroom, freshen up, change into the slinky black dress, and wait for somebody with an earring or coloured hair to come in. Yep. Derek, anyone in particular you're looking for? Uh, no, he's not anyone in particular. He's just <laughs> looking for someone who looks like they could slake about three hunger. <laughs> yep, very well. And just also as we make our way into the nightclub, he's gonna just shoot off a message to Seth, just letting him know. Yeah, what's the happening? Pushing against Scythe is going down tonight. So, Vince, with your Bloodhound perk, I've been ruling it that basically you find someone who matches your feeding preferences without little trouble. But 
you've got some time here. You'll be guaranteed to find someone who fits your feeding profile, but is there a particular resonance you would like? Oh god, I need to quickly cross-reference what they buff again. Well, I would um, say for you, you would probably want either Phlegmatic for Dominate or Sanguine for Presence. Or Melancholic um, for Fortitude, since you have Unswayable Mind. Yeah. Melancholic also feels thematically appropriate. Yeah. So Vince, I'd like you to go ahead for me and make a Resolve plus Awareness check. See, uh, resolve isn't. Would, no, hang on. How long do blood buffs last again? Ah, uh, just a scene. Yeah, so they're all gone. Um, cool. Uh, that's four dice. So two successes. Two successes. Well, your bloodhound specifies difficulty of three, so you may or may not find someone with the appropriate resonance. We will see. So. As you step into the nightclub, you're overwhelmed with sensory information. Bass, house music blasts, the relatively small dance floor, bass vibrating against your skin. Lights, strobe lights flash as a mass of party goers congeal together in a sea of colours and flesh on the dance floor each time the each time the light flashes they're in a different configuration hope immediately makes her way past the bar heading towards the restroom while vince steps down onto the dance floor derek you head up to the bar and casually lean against a mirrored wall, pulling out your phone and sending a message to Seth. Your phone beeps only a few seconds later. Really? says Seth's reply. Tonight? Sure you can handle it? I'll back you up, of course. But you might... You might need something more. What's your angle? Uh, we'll just send back that. Just you know, incompetence unintentionally helping. Incom uh, incompetence in unintentionally helping covering up a conspiracy to overthrow the prince. I'm assuming you're leaning on the cure, comes his reply. Or is and there that. something else? I don't know, the cure is the main thing, but I've got a couple other things to back it up. Okay, hope you know what you're doing, but I'll be there, and I'll prime the other neonates to be ready to back you up if it comes to a full-on fight. You send a thumbs up, and then you gaze around the bar looking for someone to take the edge off so you uh 
Derek, you rarely feed from sources that aren't your herd, but you are an Osiris, I believe. Yep. So I would like you to go ahead for me, please, and roll me a manipulation plus subterfuge or intimidation plus fame check. Where are we? Four successes. Four successes. Okay. Hope, Miss Scene Queen. Go mm -hmm. ahead yep. for me, roll a manipulation plus persuasion check. Manipulation plus persuasion. This is my culture. Five successes. Five successes. And finally, Vince, Mr. Siren, will go ahead and roll me a charisma <laughs> plus subterfuge. And you may add your looks Here. merit to this. This will determine the quality of sang this will determine the quality of melancholic blood that you find. Yeah, that's, uh... Struggling to do maths in my head right now. That's 11 dice, so, uh... That's a critical 7. Critical 7. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> this is the best Macus prize you've ever had. So, Hope, you stand in the cramped women's bathroom. The light above flickers. Each time it does, it lets out a loud buzzing. Ting, ting, bzz, bzz, ting. Ding. You stare at your face in the grimy, cracked mirror, and are you doing some flesh crafting in here? Not in here. The flesh crafting is for later. Very well. Right Wait. now, what I'm doing is washing off the sewer funk and uh, <laughs> slipping into the little black dress that she always carries in her yeah. purse. So you splash some water in your face, watching the grime and the blood wash off, and then in one of the toilet cubicles, you fish the little black dress out of your bag. Scrub a couple of seagull feathers off it and slide into it. Then you step out, lean in front of the mirror once again and start pulling at your hair, arranging it, gussying it up. And as you do so, you hear the door open and... A woman in tight, tight jeans and a band t-shirt. One that in faded lettering reads baby chorus. Looks over her shoulder and says, Okay, guys, order me the usual. I'm just going to freshen up a bit. She shuts the door behind her, makes her way up to the cracked mirror, leans over the sink next to you and begins to hum a song under her breath as she straightens her hair, reaches into her handbag, reapplies her lipstick and then, after that, reaches into her purse and pulls out a wicked-looking nose ring, which she begins to switch out with the sequined stud 
above her right nostril. Here, let me get that for you. Oh, really? She says. Yeah, I know how it's a pain to get those improperly. Oh, and sure. Oh. <laughs> sure, babe, go ahead, she says. She stands there handing out the nose ring and she says, by the way, great tats. Thanks. Okay, so I just want it so it's... You lean in. I... You sink your teeth into her neck. I... Oh. She trails off as the ecstasy overtakes her. And... It over... Nearly overtakes you, Hope. Your How beast. long has it been since I've tasted yeah. human blood? Oh, no, 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 no. Can't drink too much. Can't drink your too much. Beast Can't is, drink too much. Your beast is baying with a mixture of frenzied bloodlust and down. jubilant purring. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's been so long. Yes. And because it's been so long... I'm going to get you to roll me a willpower check, please, with a third of your humanity. <laughs> mm. uh, fortunately, I saved most of my willpower. So, that's four successes. Four successes. Oh, you so want to drink more. You want to keep going, but you see the woman's skin starting to grow pale and finally withdraw licking the hole on her neck, sealing it causing it to vanish I, as you do then I take her face in my hands, look into her eyes and say, you are wonderful but you need to forget this she blinks and, and then she shakes and, uh, her okay. head Yep. whoa, careful Oh, you're lucky I just got it shut she reaches yeah, up to her so much. reaches up to her nose oh, oh it's in Oh, it's not even yeah. bleeding! Oh, you are wonderful oh. at this! <laughs> you need a new, new piercing. Now, you need to be careful. Sometimes those make you lightheaded for a bit. You might want to take it easy. Look, every time I change it, eh, I just gush blood all over the place. Look, I've been carrying tissues in my handbag and... Oh, uh, you... You are so good at this. You know, if you are not... A beautician, you should really think Aww. about taking that up. Thanks. Oh man, I got people waiting on me though. I need to get going. <laughs> Thanks, uh, babe. She says, waving, no giggling, as you step out of the bathroom and wait to rejoin the others. <sighs> Vince, you step onto the yes. dance floor and you look around, feeling the warmth of the bodies gyrating around you, feeling their heartbeats as if you were their own, feeling the vibrations of their blood. You can almost see it pumping through their veins. You sniff the air. And then you smile as you detect that faint scent hint of sadness of Smile melancholy is. that adds just the soussant of despair <laughs> you're looking for tonight. The smile is kind of actually subconscious and uh, it's 
it's kind of one of somebody who kind of needs someone to feel back what he's feeling tonight, and there's a detachment in Vince yeah. as he hunts. You step through the crowd, jostling past people, accidentally bumping shoulders with a woman who says, Hey, watch it! You ignore her, continue sniffing, following that hint of melancholy, and it brings you to a table on the edge of the dance floor where a bespectacled, wiry-haired young man sits, his face resting in his palms as he watches the people dancing. (sighs) He sighs as you approach. Everyone always partners up except for me. Just another night where poor old Eustace gets to sit alone and look at Warhammer pictures on his phone again. (laughs) Okay, I love Eustace. I have been this guy. Um, Vince is not in the mood for the dance tonight. Yeah. And he just he just fucking activates mesmerize. Yeah. So you step towards the man and he looks up at you and he says, "Okay, look, I didn't know she was your girlfriend. I was just checking out her outfit." And you look him in the eyes and you say, "Come with me." He nods. "Uh, uh okay, uh, uh sure." He swipes on his phone and out of the corner of your eye, you see a picture of a space marine flick away. Then he slides his phone into his pocket and stands up and he says, "Uh, Okay, where where to? Uh, Just so you know, I don't normally dance with men, but hey, if you want to have a nice intellectual conversation, I'm down for that. Uh, Where do you take him? It's just... Going straight to the bathroom. Yeah. You silently step off the dance floor and you pass Hope in her little black dress as she emerges from the hallway that leads to the bathrooms. You stand in front of the men's bathroom, push the door open and gesture for Eustace to enter. The the bathroom, he says. Oh, I get it. Oh, Well, yeah. Look, if we're going to discuss what magic cards we're going to trade, we need to be somewhere where we can hear each other. just pushes him into one of the stalls. You push him in. Oof! (laughs) And he swears as he trips over one of the toilets, sprawls on the floor, and he says, Hey! Hey, that's not how you just got- You sink your teeth into him and take what you Um, need. Before that, uh... We have to do the usual. Vince, for once, feels actually a notable pang of guilt about telling somebody to take cocaine, but he decides that tonight is not the night to start weaning himself off of that particular yeah. vice. So, uh, yeah, he just, just does it in a very going-through-the-motions way. Yeah, you, you push him against the stall wall and you say, that's not what I came here to trade, and... You start unbuttoning his shirt and 
He doesn't look... He opens his mouth to protest at first and he stammers, I'm... I'm not, not, not into... Oh, 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 okay! As you start to pull down his shirt and he looks like he's genuinely happy for the moment that someone is interested in him. You pull out your baggie. Disperse a line on your hand and you say, Here, take this, it'll make you cool. And he nods, wordlessly leans down and snorts it. And then you sink your fangs into him. Remember, kids. Taking coke from strange man will make you cool. <laughs> Feeling the rush of the cocaine. You feel the fogginess in your brain that's haunted you the whole car ride back from the stadium. Instantly dispel. And then this man's grounded intellect flavor of sadness begins to settle in you sigh and withdraw and as he sits down on the toilet huffing and puffing <sighs> he looks up at you and he says that was that was great that yeah, was yeah uh, forget this he shakes his head Ah oh, um, man, I thought you wanted to... How much time do we have here? After hunting, I would say hunting would have taken about 20 minutes. You've got about half an hour to 40 minutes to get to your okay. haven, prepare for Elysium. While Eustace is in a cloud of, uh, of cloud of memory, uh, Vince is going to lead him back to the booth where he was sitting and sit down next to him. He shakes his head and... He looks over at you and he says, uh, did I just, uh, I think I went to the toilet, but uh, I'm sorry, who are you? Are you interested yeah, in Warhammer as well? Oh, look, yeah, check man, that's this why out. I'm here. You're right. He holds up his phone, slides his finger across the surface and shows you a picture of a space marine. He said, this one, I, I just got it painted. I just got it painted last night. None of my friends. All of my friends, when I show them, they don't seem to realize just how cool this is, but just just look at it, man. Look at it. Uh, I'm rolling the nip subterfuge to uh, to just feign interest. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, can I put looks on that? Yeah, go ahead, put looks. Mm -hmm. All right, that's 12 dice. Uh, messy crit nine, funny. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Let me re-roll that with one hunger. Yep. Um. Yeah, you should hang have on, Gail, you can feeding. see the dice there. If that was one hunger, how would that have turned out? And changed um, if, so if that was one hunger, no, it wouldn't have been a messy crit. It would have okay, just been a just normal go that, crit. Then. Oh, yeah. thank God. Okay. <laughs> I do not need that right now. I just want to make him feel okay. <laughs> you flash him a smile and tell him it is the best space marine you've ever seen. His eyes <laughs> light up. And he says, oh, man, when my friends dragged me to this place, I did not expect I would meet another Warhammer player and just, oh, you're awesome, man. And then he frowns and he scratches his head as he tries to pierce the veil of memory. And he says, hang on, I was peeing in the toilet and did we meet at the, at the urinal? That's a... 
Oh, never mind. You probably went in there to look for Warhammer pictures too. It's not like you yeah, can man, something like that. Not like you can do it out there on the dance floor with everyone bumping and jostling. Vince just sort of pats Eustace on the shoulder and says, Look, I gotta be going, but it was good to talk to you. Oh, hey man, you've made my night. $300 well spent, he says, his eyes still <laughs> glimmering as you stand up, turn your back to him. And when he, when he looks up from his phone and looks towards the dance floor, you're gone, absorbed by the mass of bodies. Uh, I won't ask necessarily for a, a mechanical benefit to this, but yeah. I will note that I was having his desire as proving that he can do better. Yeah, well, I will add a willpower for that. And in addition, he had an intense temperament. So this not only grants you an extra dice to fortitude, it also temporarily gives you an extra dot in fortitude. Oh, very nice, okay. With a power of your choice. So sorry, uh, extra dot in fortitude and... And an extra dice. And with the extra dot comes a power to go with it. So a temporary power, yeah. Temporary power. Uh, let me look fortitude real quick. Um, I'd recommend fortify the inner facade. Yeah. Yeah, that might be good if, yeah, there's going to be any... Yeah, okay. ...going on. <laughs> More than defy Bane, yeah. Okay. So, you sit at the bar, Derek. You order a drink from the overworked-looking bartender, and when she hands it to you, you dip your finger in it, stirring it, but not, not partaking of it. Nothing more than a couple of sips every now and then as you survey the flux of sensory information and activity around you. At one point, you see... Hope step out of the bathroom and Vincent cross paths with her leading gay, decidedly geeky looking man along with him. And before long, a young girl of maybe 18, 19, with the telltale pale skin, black lipstick and spiked necklace of a goth clambers onto the stool next to you. And as she orders a drink and the bartender nods and turns around to prepare it, you see her staring at your Tremere amulet around your neck. And when she realises that you're aware of her, she giggles and at first she blushes and looks away, but then you lean in and you tell her, it's okay. It's a necklace of great power. She turns, once again stares at it and she smiles, looks you up and down, taking in your long trench coat and the various talismans rings, bracelets, and other pieces of jewellery that dangle off your person. And she says, I'm, I'm sorry for staring. I just thought, I just thought you, 
you're pulling it off, man. You're pulling it off. You've got the look. Like my boyfriend, he tries to wear shit like that, but it just doesn't gel. You smile and you tell her. Yes, he doesn't pull it off because he doesn't have real power. Not like me. She says, real power? You mean... Oh, you mean like Wicca and... No, no, you correct her. True power. Real magic. Look, <laughs> come. I'll show you. And you stand up, grab her by the hand and lead her to a booth in a darkened corner of the nightclub, far away from the dance floor. She doesn't even notice that the bartender turns around to serve her drink and shouts out, Hey! When she sees the goth with her back turned being led away. You approach Hope and Vince a few minutes later, wiping the last dregs of blood off your bottom lip sliding some of your more visible pieces of jewellery back into your coat. You take one last look at the goth girl over your shoulder. She's still sitting in the booth, staring off into space, a glazed, dreamy look in her eyes. She's seen your power, and she very much liked it. <laughs> you may reduce your hunger to one. This is what I get for having a conscience. <laughs> so, you've all hunted. Is there anything else you'd like to do in the nightclub? Not here. Alright. We, nope. no. we need privacy to change. Chimera. Need time to work. Time to work. <laughs> Chimera, you're out in the car, sitting there, drumming your hand, drumming your fingers on the steering wheel. They've been in there for over 20 minutes according to the little digital clock on the dash and you're starting to grow impatient you're starting to think maybe you should get up and go into that nightclub find vince and drag him back out here because you've got elysium to get to and you're burning night time and then the door of the nightclub slides open and you see your three companions step out each of them looking much more content, composed, and Hope now dressed in a form-fitting little black dress. They clamber back into the car. What do you say to them? And you guys sure took your fucking time. It takes me like three minutes to feed. Vince, yeah. you find yourself smiling in spite of yourself. That would be because Chimera just slams people against walls and takes what she needs. <laughs> Some what? of us need to finesse it, babe. Alright. Yeah, what she said. Vince's place. Pronto. I have a lot of work to do. Vince yeah. looks at Chimera and nods and says, Vince's place. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Alright, guess I'm your taxi driver again for this evening. And we need and we need a shower for all of us. Yeah. Chimera just Chimera just sighs. Eternally the taxi service. And the engine roars to life Holy. once again. T 
came in first time on the job. Yeah, well, tonight at least. <laughs> it feels like eternity tonight. Yeah, it feels like eternity. It's been a very long <laughs> night. You know how I feel? Call the Chad car. <laughs> <laughs> ten minutes Boy, later. This is gonna turn about. Ten minutes later, <laughs> you step through the doorway into Vincent's penthouse apartment at QV Melbourne. A thin layer of dust hangs over the floors, the furniture, the countertops. It's been a while since Vince has stayed here. He's been slumming it in the safe house that he won from a D's, but it'll serve your purposes just as it did earlier tonight when you were interrogating Darius. What preparations would you like to make for Elysium? I take a fast shower, then I va- then I take over the bedroom, and I start molding myself into my ultimate Elysium form. <laughs> Go ahead, make a flesh crafting roll. All right, let me make sure I've got I've got the right amount of dice for this. This is resolve. This is crafts, and this is protein, and this is so twelve dice. Uh-uh. Eight successes with a critical. So Hope emerges from the bathroom and saying nothing, she quickly hurries into the bedroom. She gives Vince just enough time to take what he intends to wear from the closet before she ushers him out. Out, out, go on, go on, get. And then you all stand in the hallway (laughs) as she slams the door shut. Vince, how are you attending Elysium tonight? Just in a very nice suit, properly done up, fully. Just it, all his nicest duds, really. Nothing particularly like new or different. Yeah, just just dressing to the max. You quickly snatch one of your better suits out of the closet and leave Hope to do her thing. Looking at Chimera as you enter the bathroom, winking and saying "No peeking" as you pull the door shut and begin to change. Chimera, anything you'd like to do to prepare for Elysium, or are you just going in your very best punk get-up? Uh, yeah, she's definitely going to take a shower. Uh, she's not yeah, going to get yeah. changed or anything like just that, but she'll make her sure usual, her hair... But she won't stink like sewer, at least. No, she's going to make sure her hair is extra spiky and extra yeah. offensive, and um, mess with her makeup to ensure that it looks a little bit more like war paint than anything else. So she flips open the medicine cabinet flips open the medicine cabinet after she steps out of the shower, looks around, and then she sees a tub of old hair gel that Vincent probably used before he was turned. You open it up and at least I, I resent the notion that Vince would use hair gel. <laughs> Whatever the reason, it's there. And it's been such a long time since someone used it that when you unscrew the jar. At least half of the contents have disintegrated into powder. Former boyfriend, maybe. But there is... Twenties are a really rough time. Yeah. But there is still enough in the jar that you're able to... Turn your usual... Usual punk spikes into... Something that looks... Something that looks like it would... Gore somebody if you were to lower your head and charge at them like a mad bull and Derek yeah, that'll do. 
anything you'd like to do before Elysium? Uh, obviously, wash up a bit. But then also... How... Would any would any of Vince's clothing fit Vin, uh, Derek? Yeah, or, I'd say... Two, two sides different. <laughs> how I, tall is Derek? Yeah, how tall is Derek? Uh, I was imagining he's like a bit under six foot, so he's probably like 5'9", five, 5'10", five, something like that. Oh yeah, okay. It might it might be very very slightly large on you, but you'd be fine. It probably Vince still... is like almost dead on six foot. But Vince ah, okay. would probably know how to tuck, you know, the baggy parts in in just the right way to minimize minimize any parts that look like they don't fit. <laughs> so Derek, I'd like you to go ahead and roll for me. A charisma plus performance check. Just charisma. (laughs) There's one success. One success is all I needed. You pick a suit you like out of the closet, a dark blue ensemble with a tight double-breasted jacket and slacks. It's slightly larger than it should be, and the slacks are a little bit baggy, and the jacket looks less like a tight, bespoke, fitting garment, and a bit more like Something sort of akin to your normal trench coat, just somehow slightly fancier. But you manage to tuck in the most egregious parts, and when you step out into the lounge room and the others see you, you do look quite imposing. You'll finish your preparations and wait, lounging around Vince's leather sofa waiting for hope who's taking the longest and after half an hour she finally emerges from the bedroom and as she steps out into the lounge area what do they see hope has everyone seen constantine oh i need to which one? <laughs> I mean, the answer's probably yes from me, but yeah. The movie, with Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. Tilda Swinton played the angel Gabriel. Uh, and it's a riff on that. There's a... Sl- she looks a bit thinner. That's because a good portion of her mass has been shifted to two small, curling, feathered wings. Middling-sized, actually. That spread out... out. Her face, her looks, her body is thin, a little androgynous, but stunning, barely hidden in a wrapped dress that goes around her and down to a rather short skirt. (laughs) Her features are exquisite. This is literally two levels of looks here. Amber eyes, raptor's eyes that consider you. Hair that has been redone from the normal page boy cut to Jackie's style. 
And the the two aggravated wounds have been reshaped into a breach across her heart and some soot on her face to go for the fallen angel look, exposing a heart where the very bone has been burned through. It's not her heart. Her actual heart is left there. But there is a decoy heart visible. An angel of salvation or an angel of death? She'll find out. You step back out into the hallway. Vince takes one last look at his apartment before he pulls the door shut. With a poncho over the wings and, you know, the whole ensemble. Yep. Very nice. May I spend some XP to take an extra specialty? Yeah, go ahead. I would like to make a leadership specialty in mutiny. Mutiny? Yeah, that's going to come yeah. a, come in handy. So, yeah, go ahead. This is the time to do it. Lovely. I this be a mutiny. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's all done. And it is just past 1.30 in the morning when you arrive at Elysium. Approaching the NGV dressed in your evening best, ready to turn heads and make moves. The National Gallery of Victoria, the NGV, is a grand, imposing building located in the heart of Melbourne. The museum's exterior is made of sandstone and marble with high columns and arched windows. The entrance is marked by a large portico, and tonight, the waterfall is turned on, leaving a shimmering sheet of water between you and the front door. And so Derek quickly bids you farewell and makes his way to the back entrance, where he finds Adiz standing in the doorframe. Come on, come on, says Adiz gesturing for Derek to follow him. And as you step through the back door, Derek, Adiz looks you up and down, taking in your attire. And he says, oh shit, you really are planning to make moves on Cypher tonight, aren't you? (laughs) Well, I figured this is gonna be as much of a show as is in Elysium, so I might as well dress like it. Well, I won't say you've fully succeeded in your attempt, but, well, the Toreador will definitely have their attention on you. Come on, let's go. Oh, you got the cure? Of course. Mm. This will be fun, says a daze. Mm. <laughs> Follow me. Uh, yeah. v- Vince well, just sort of mutters the... under his breath, Toreador. <laughs> well, Vince, you're not there. You're going through the main Oh, entrance. sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he leads you through the gallery and into the Great Hall, where you wait for the others. The rest of you step through the shimmering sheet of water, push through the glass doors, and find yourselves in the vast, airy atrium, with the high glass ceiling that floods the area with moonlight. The walls are adorned with classical sculptures and paintings. The floors are made of polished marble. As always, the space is grand and awe-inspiring. 
a sense of history and culture permeating the air. Chimera, you have Thornton slung over your right shoulder, and with your left hand, you're dragging Palmer across the marble floor. And even you, an anarch punk, feel a slight sense of shame that you're polluting the history and culture of this place with such dirty specimens. Across the atrium, there's the archway to the Great Hall, and stepping out of it towards you, we're flooding the atrium with her immense beauty, her form-fitting red dress sparkling in the moonlight. The Herald, Miranda, flecks a lock of blonde hair out of her face and smiles. Welcome, welcome. You're the guests of honour tonight. And everyone is waiting for you within. Excellent. I stole the poncho. Well, let's not keep them waiting. She takes a look look at Chimera. One body slung over her shoulder, dragging the other one behind her. And she quickly makes a beeline across the atrium towards you, Chimera. She bites her lip and frowns as she looks you up and down. And then she holds out a hand and says, And you must be Chimera. Thomas Roth's child, if I'm not mistaken. I'm Miranda Bell. I'm the Herald. And while our dear Primogen is indisposed of, I am acting as Keeper of Elysium. Miranda, it's delightful to meet you. Uh, and Chimera uh, drops uh, uh, Palmer's head as it just cracks on the ground and extends a hand in a handshake. Charmed, says Miranda, but there's a hint of disgust in her voice. And as you extract your hand and then grab Thornton's hair and lift him up again. She turns to the others and she says, Well, follow me and I shall intru- and I shall introduce you to the court. Her high heels clatter on the glass flooring as she leads you towards the Great Hall. The atmosphere is explosive tonight is how I would describe it. Lots of gossip flying around. We've been told where to expect the revelation of someone working against our prince tonight. And everyone is eager at the prospect of a public trial and maybe even an execution. And there's a rumor floating through the crowds coming from the Tremere but I admit my own clan has done their part in spreading it around as well that we shall be seeing the cure to the plague tonight but not from Professor Cypher oh no Miranda smiles she looks at Hope and then Chimera and says, rumour has it, the Anarchs have shared their prosperity with us. 
wouldn't Yeah, you better not forget it either. <laughs> and so, you enter the Grand Hall. The sounds of hundreds of voices filling the air. The room is large and ornate, with a high stained glass ceiling supported by marble columns. The moonlight filtered through the stained glass roof, paints the vampires present in a variety of colours, blue hues, red tints, yellow auras flare over them all. A rainbow of colours cast over the 80 to 100 kindred gathered within. The vampires are gathered in small groups, their voices low as they whisper and gossip with one another. They're dressed in elegant clothing, the women in flowing gowns and the men in tailored suits. Some hold glasses of blood, while others nibble on appetizers made from the blood of animals. As Miranda leads you through the crowd, I'd like you all to make wits awareness checks, please. And by this time, Derek, you will have been brought with the D's to the rest of the group. Ah, cool. Uh, That's a three for Camara. Three? Two for me. What's the roll, sorry? Wits awareness. Ah, yeah. Although you may substitute it with uh, wits uh, etiquette, if you like. Lovely. Can bonus? Mm. Yes. Very nice. That's much better. Yeah, I will do that instead. <laughs> uh, five successes. Five successes. Three, four. Uh, three successes on my own. Three. Well, it's more than enough altogether. So as Miranda leads you through the crowds... The vampires around you are discussing all sorts of topics, from the latest fashion trends to the machinations of their elders. The air is thick with the scent of perfume and the tang of blood. And as you move through and are occasionally stopped by a neonate here, an ancilla there, and Miranda helps you make introductions. You catch snippets of courtly gossip. You seen the look on Cypher's face? It's like someone smeared shit on his lip. Oh, something's going on. Well, you would know what you know what the Toriador have been saying, haven't you? Someone's moving against the prince and And where's Thornton Adams tonight, do you think? No. Adams and Cypher working together? No, it can't be, and the neonates are here, and is that Thornton Adams? Is that Elliot Palmer? It's, what's happening tonight? Oh, tonight is, now we understand, emergency Elysium. Oh, someone's going to meet the final death tonight. Despite the opulence and cheer, there's a sense of danger and anticipation lurking beneath the surface. Finally, you're brought to the very back of the Grand Hall, where Prince Squizzy stands surveying the crowd. Specs to his left, 
as ever is neutral impossible to read face calculating as ever summing you up as you approach to his right stand alia and cipher <clears throat> says miranda she curtsies announcing to the prince and court the arrival of hope vincent merriweather and entourage with additional guests a murmur flows through the crowd as the prince holds out a hand in greeting his eyes narrow as he takes in the sight of the two torpid ventru and then he smiles a cruel smile yes you were successful come before me and describe the night's events deep bow then i'll look to vince would you care to or shall i it's always been your job very well one last time i'll flex the wings and stand and stand and might i add uh hope that the entire time as you've been led as miranda's been leading you through the great hall you've noticed a constant stream of eyes upon you mostly from the toreador and ventru and now as you approach the prince bow and turn to face the crowds hundreds of eyes are captivated by your otherworldly appearance My prince, honored court. Thornton Adams has betrayed the prince and this city. Given two weeks to prove his innocence, he instead decided to devote that time to collecting a great deal of explosives and formulating a plan to plant them in the, the prince's residence. Destroying the neighborhood and thus gaining praxis in the sudden power vacuum. In fact, with his very words here, he condemns himself. And I pull out the cell phone and play the voice clip. Hurry on, we've got to get the explosives in the boat. Echoes through the, the grand princess. hall, and as it finishes, a murmur sails through the crowd. Squizzy holds up a hand, silencing them. Continue, he orders you. It took us a little while to uncover this evidence, and I go and look at and quite many number of things which uh, we might not need to get into at the minute. Details, but I look at Derek. Is this the time to drop the bomb? Her eyes seem to ask. Entirely up to you, Derek. Derek, Adiz is standing beside you, and he nudges you and points into the crowd. You follow, your gaze follows where he's pointing, and there you see the Tremere gathered in a group. You see Darius at the head of them, and a circle of neonates have gathered around him. Their eyes are on you eagerly, waiting to see what you will do. And hopes looking to him as that moment stretches on. Uh, or will you wait? 
Uh, he will wait for the moment. He wants to let the business with Thornton and that be done first. Very well. Uh, we... Yes. It... Yep, go ahead. Uh, uh, after the slight pause, we tracked Thornton to the site where he was gathering the explosives and then set up the path to the prince's residence. Upon attempting to arrest him, he and his manservant confronted us, and though the fight was harsh, he fell. And now we bring him to you, Prince Taylor. For the judgment, do a traitor! The prince smiles, and at this point, the curtains blocking off one of the nearby galleries leading from the Great Hall rustle, and Larson steps out, a scowl on his face, trailing a long iron broadsword behind him in his right hand. Uh, Chimera punctuates the conversation by, like, kind of cracking her neck and shoulders, feeling stiff, carrying the bodies, <laughs> and uh, steps forward, throwing them uh, one by one into a small pile, unceremoniously in front of her. I thank you, Chimera, says Squizzy, as you toss the bodies at his feet. He says, you are an anarch, and yet you've done a great service to the Camarilla tonight. Please! I was just in the neighbourhood, uh, you know. Oh, modesty is appreciated, but of course, he raises his hand, addressing the court. I've always said, haven't I? Prince Squizzy Taylor is friends of the little guy. And here we have it, a member of the Anarchs who's done us all a great service. Chimera the Gangrel, I present her to you all. The crowd begins to murmur. You hear snatches of conversation judging you, Chimera. Gangrel? In Elysium? Anarch? What's she doing here? Why would she? No, no, it's... It's Vincent, it's Merriweather. He's got to be dominating her. It's... The prince holds uh, out his hand, spurring them to silence. With with this, Vincent sort of says, with... Uh, a very layered, in a very layered way, subterfuge and malice and sarcasm all subtly weaved in. And of course, the Anarchs are the little guy. <laughs> Go ahead and make for me a manipulation... Politics or etiquette check. Yeah. Uh, While this is going on, Chimera's just crossing her arms and gives the crowd in general the finger. Yeah, she gives the finger, <laughs> crosses her arms, and glares. Uh, critical seven. Critical no. seven. The murmurs immediately. The intent here is just to sort of undermine, by the way, and yeah. yeah. The murmurs immediately die down, and Squizzy smiles and says, Yes, yes. And it speaks to the glory of the Camarilla that we will welcome even the little guy. When she realizes where her loyalties lie and follows the traditions, of course, behind him, Larson nods and grunts. <laughs> and if you don't, well, this sword will happily behead more than two tonight. Yes, well, I can think we can all say that we follow the traditions to the letter. <laughs> Indeed you have, 
And that brings us to tonight's main event. My court, he says, clapping his hands together, stepping forwards into the into the deep red light cast by the stained glass above, and it turns his gangster's pinstripe suit deep crimson, makes his face appear slightly more sinister. Thornton Adams, my own primogen. Thought he could oust me. Thought he could catch me when my guard was down and throw the court into disarray. Thought that he would seize Praxis, steal it like a common thug. And yet, he underestimated the resources that someone of my stature commands. I have my ear to the ground at all times. I'm a friend of the common man and nothing escapes my notice. And to prove that I am a friend of the common man, I would like to announce that Vincent Merriweather, as fair and just reward for undermining and uncovering this plot against me, shall be welcomed to my inner circle as the new primogen of the Ventru clan. Instantly, there is uproar from the crowd as all of the Ventru begin shouting in protest. Him? He's but five years dead! I'd rather have Thornton, shouts one of them. Thornton at least knew how to make smart investments. This, this, this whelp gambles it away on bitcoins! And a thin voice rises as Hope looks directly at them. Raptor's eyes flaring, eyes the beast, as she smiles and says, You know, we're still entangling the evidence as to who was working with Thornton on this plot. It's going to take Vincent. a good long while, and your new primogen will be in charge. Of course we weren't all in Thornton's pocket, shouts a woman ah, with long some of you were. orange Excellent. hair. Of course some of, some of us were, she looks around. She says, I'm not naming names. But we know who we all are. I simply question why we must accept this, this fledgling as our primogen. Now, says the prince, holding out his hand. He gestures to Larson, who steps forwards. Larson narrows his mouth, raises his sword, and says, If you prefer, we could simply assume all of the Ventru were involved and purge you from the city. With this, Vince sort of steps forward and he trickles just a little bit of awe and daunt in. Not enough that it would, like, really sway anyone massively, but just enough to give a sort of impression. Well, um, they can't both and... be active, but I'll, okay, allow so you to have, be... I'll allow you to have your awe on mechanically, but also you're adding daunt to it to add to not only accentuate how handsome you are, but also project this 
intimidating, commanding presence as you step forward yeah. and are bathed in multicoloured light. We'll go with that. And with that, Vince says, Your grace knows no bounds, my prince. Prince nods silently. And he just gives a bow to him and then turns to the crowd and bows just a little long. I'd like you say anything to them. That's it. That's it. All right. Go ahead. Make me a charisma plus etiquette check or leadership using your specialty. And you may add your <laughs> presence to it. Uh, we're going to go with... So can I add presence to either role? Yes, as long as it's based on charisma. Okay, well, it'll make more sense to go with the etiquette still. So that's uh, an 11 dice. Um, but yes, there's a, there's a tinge of... Like, he is trying to still undermine here um, and just generally create unease without massively riling everyone up. Oh my god, it's a messy seven. <laughs> messy seven. The fuck, on one hundred. So you step forwards <laughs> and you take a bow and as you rise from the bow, you narrow your eyes, stare right into the members of your clan you bear your fangs and you say and yet it was this fledgling who brought down the old primogen and his bodyguard if you don't like me you're welcome to try and do the same your beast your birth <laughs> your beast purrs. yes yes oh god Show them, that. show them your superiority. And the murmuring begins to die down. Someone says, he's right. He did take down Thornton. No, but he had, he had everyone else backing him up. He had the Zemise and you know what she's capable of. And he still did it. And hey, he's given us an open invest. He's given us an open invitation to try, try and ask him if we want to. The woman with, with orange hair smiles and she says, "We accept the new primogen, and if we don't like what he has to say, if we don't like his practices, by all means, we'll take a stab." With with this. Uh Vincent sort of ignores what uh, they say and says, Of course, none of this could have been accomplished without my most confident and powerful allies. Mm. Gesturing to his coterie. So you can well. now make a charisma leadership check, adding your presence. Uh, mutiny or no? Uh, yes, because I feel like... Because of, of what will happen next. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, that's nine dice, and it's four. Hope's actually going. Oh, actually, uh, oh, actually going to add in. Is not the strength of the Ventru Clan leadership? What mm. matters the team? If the leader takes the lead, does the job well. The last of the murmurs die away as Chimera and Derek step forward. 
And at this point, a daze, his arms crossed, steps up to the prince, takes a bow and says, My prince, as your sheriff, I feel it is my duty. He gestures towards you with his left arm and says, Before we proceed to the accounting of Palmer and Thornton, there is another primogen who acts against you. Squizzy frowns. Oh? And beside him, Cypher glares at Derek, (laughs) baring his teeth. And he tries to lock eyes with you. Hope leans back. You want me to do the spiel or do you want to? That's fine. I'll do it then. No, uh, I got oh. it. Got you it? Got it? Okay. So as okay. you step forwards, Derek, Cypher snarls and he silently catches your eye line just long enough to attempt to dominate you. Oh, in the middle of court? What's he gonna say? Mm, We shall see, but dominate is one of the one Mm -hmm. of the disciplines you can get away with in court sometimes. Sometimes. He locks eyes with you and Derek, I'd like you to make an an intelligence plus resolve check, please. It is worth noting you can can roll hunger to rouse both. I only agree. Yes, you can. Yeah. Uh, what are we? It's two hunger checks, but this is... Uh, what? Yeah, it's intelligence resolve, isn't it? Yep, intelligence yep. resolve. Uh, yeah, I'll boost resolve. So... Oh, success, so I don't get hungry. Want to go for the other one? Um, Uh, might as well, yeah. Boost intelligence, and then hopefully they'll both last this scene. <laughs> uh, that one's a failure, so I do get hungrier. Still, plus four dice is nothing to steer at. Uh, it hasn't come up yet, but it's actually plus six for Derek now. Oh, <laughs> oh wow, okay. Alright, go ahead and roll. Cypher will also right. be rousing his blood uh, to buff oh, his then. manipulation. Plus one, because it's a discipline. <laughs> yep. There is. It is. You get a discipline dice on this. Cypher's working with a dice pool of nine. That's happy duty. That's counting. (laughs) I know. That is a critical 10. Critical 10? <laughs> to yeah, his, holy shit, Critical dude. 10 to his eight successes. <laughs> Jesus. The regent locks eyes with you, and as you step forward, his voice echoes in your mind. Ah. Speak Darius nothing. Telepathy. Speak nothing of Darius's activities, and speak nothing <laughs> of the cure's origins. You shake your head, both to dispel his voice from your mind and to show him that his attempt to dominate you hasn't worked. 
He snarls and begins to desperately look from left to right. I just, just looking grinning, for a means grinning of widely escape. as he breaks it out and breaks out of it. <laughs> so, would you like to finger him first for his attempt to burn the evidence, or would you like to present the cure first? It's entirely up to you. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the cure first, but yeah. So I'll just, like, take a bow and approach and just... You take a bow, you approach, hold out your hand, and you say, That will come momentarily, my prince. But first, a matter of utmost importance. You reach into the inner pocket of your trench coat and pull out the glass vial containing the cure. The liquid sparkles in the light and... The prince smiles eagerly as he reaches out to take it. And as you hand it to him, you see Baron Sue in your mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Batting her eyelids, commanding her presence over the theatre at the rant. And I would like you to make a resolve plus Composure check, and you are trying to beat her present score, which is five. Uh, was that resolve composure? Yep, resolve plus composure. Resolve as well. You go. They would have had it boosted from the um attempt to fight Cipher before because it's intelligence. That's an. Yeah, Yeah, but not composure. Oh yeah, not composure. Yeah. Uh, and then this would, yeah, this still cancels the discipline, so I still get the plus one from that, don't I? It does, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah, hunger two. That's uh, composure, so yeah, I might as well buff it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a fail, so I get hungrier. Could be worth it. If you fail, I got something to maybe cover your butt. We'll see. Okay. Oh, no, it's a seven total. Seven total? You ah, beat it. Very good. You blink, and the image of the Baron is gone. And as the prince extracts the cure from your fingers, he smiles and he says, And who do we have to thank for this boon? For certainly it is not Professor Cypher. Cypher bristles at the prince's comment. Uh, Yes, you would be right in that. It's not Cypher, but... Well, it was a joint effort between myself and the Anarch Tremere, the House of Goratrix. And I would be right in assuming you were the one who brokered this deal, acted as a go-between between your own Chantry and the deserters? That would be correct. All this while Professor Cypher sat in his inner sanctum and did nothing? It would appear that way, my prince. Squizzy nods. He holds up the vial, proffering it to the court. And he says, 
And you heard it here. Because your prince is friends with the little guys, the Tremere who Professor Cypher graciously and short-sightedly expelled from the Chantry have come to our rescue. He turns towards Cypher. I suppose it wouldn't be too much to ask that you reward this kindness by bringing House Goratrix back into the fold. Cypher bears his teeth. <laughs> I... I... I cannot do that. They work against the interests of both the Camarilla and the Chantry. The Pyramid would forbid it. And as he says this, in the crowd, Darius raises a fist in the air and shouts, What Pyramid? There's nobody above you, Cypher. We haven't heard from the Pyramid since Vienna. A murmur spreads through the Tremere. And then other kindred in the court begin to whisper amongst themselves. The Toreador all look on wide-eyed, finding this all incredibly entertaining. <laughs> the sheriff nods and he says, Indeed. Cypher, Cypher doesn't serve the pyramid. He serves only himself. Derek, would you divulge what else you uncovered tonight? While we were working to take down Thornton, it turns out Cypher, whether whether he was in league with Thornton or simply through sheer incompetence, had sent some of the Chantry to dispose of some of Thornton's people, thereby destroying some crucial evidence towards Thornton. Oh, is that so? Says the prince, raising an eyebrow, peering in Cypher's direction. It was, Cypher says, I, I was working against Thornton. I miscalculated. I thought that these people were essential to his plan and I was not in any way attempting to undermine your significant presence, my prince. Bullshit, shouts Darius. Miscalculated or not, if Derek and his coterie weren't out to get Thornton tonight, we would have had no way of preparing for the shitstorm that he was about to unleash on all of us. Hear, hear, shouts one of the other Tremere. And Derek, you see Seth standing at the back of the crowd, just smiling. He catches your eye and nods. In encouragement. Very well, says the prince. Derek, you're the one who brought us the cure, the one who brokered a deal between the Tremere traditionalists and House Goratrix, and you're the one who first-hand witnessed Cypher's ill-guided attempts to throw a wrench into Adam's machine. 
So before I make a decree, I'll open the floor to you. It's clear that after tonight, the Tremere will have some internal matters to discuss. What words would you add to this discussion on the platform upon which I have granted you tonight? Well, the first thing of it would first obvious thing would be that Cypher be removed from his position. And then we and that as much as I'm as much as I would like to apply for the position, I realize I'm still inexperienced and learning things. So instead I would uh, propose that Darius take his place. Mm. Go ahead and make for me, Derek, a charisma plus etiquette roll. And you may add your Camarilla uh, specialty. Uh, and cam status or? Cam status as well. Yeah. Uh, what are we? So it was charisma etiquette, yeah? Charisma etiquette. Da -da -da. Specialty cam. Yeah, for the sake of it, I'm going to burn a will. Getting close. Yeah, brings up to five successes. Preposterous! Shouts Cypher. He does not have the authority to appoint a new regent, and the prince may not remove a primogen. The entire council must agree. I voted to remove Adams and agreed to welcome Mr. Merriweather to the council, but nobody has voted for my removal. Hey Vince, how do you vote? I vote for the new guy. <laughs> Go ahead, Vince. Make a charisma leadership mm -hmm. mutiny check. Okay. <laughs> I'll just, and I'll, I'll just turn back to the prince. And just, yep. You hold the cure in your hands. We can um, ask Maria what her her thoughts are. Now I still had awe active. Yes, can you I may add, add your presence to it as well. Very nice. Mm. Um, cool. I don't suppose you'll let me throw in looks as well. <laughs> no, not for revoke. <laughs> That's but... fine, I don't need 15 dice. I just oh, wanted to track. That's a critical 20 success. <laughs> uh, seven successes. That's one vote, says Cypher. Maria is in torpor and cannot vote, and that just leaves me and I as well says Alia, stepping forwards. She looks towards the prince. Provided you make good on your end of the bargain. The prince nods. And to the Banu Hakim for providing invaluable assistance to Mr. Merriweather 
and his coterie in apprehending Thornton Adams, I appoint Alia, the eldest of the Banu Hakim, to the Primogen Council. Then I will vote for Cypher's removal as well, she says, bowing her head, looking towards Vince and smiling. Yeah, and the um, cord. You look towards her, and she simply says, An accord struck between the two newest members of the council. That we may work together rather than against each other. Yeah. To a better future. Two votes! And with Maria indisposed of... I shall take Derek's word instead. Leaving three to one, you are outvoted, Cypher. You're off my council. Now get out of my sight. Uh, if I may, says Darius, stepping forwards. With Derek's approval, I appoint myself as regent of the Tremere. Does that also mean I am Primogen? At this, Squizzy frowns. He looks at Vincent. Mr. Merriweather, what do you say? I'm sorry, I ADHD. What exactly did he say? So, Darius is demanding that he get Cypher's Primogen spot as well, and the Prince has asked you if you agree to vote for this. Mm. Hope is nodding. Yeah, alright, I'm not gonna <laughs> rock any boats right now. Uh, I agree, my Prince. He turns to Alia. And you? Provided there will be no more bad blood between the Tremere and the... This, she falters. And then she shakes her head. <laughs> no! I do not agree to another Tremere on the Primogen Council. Hmm! Says Squizzy. He turns towards Derek. That leaves the deciding vote to you. I'm not sure what bad blood lies between Alia and the Tremere, but in the absence of Maria, and as the one who initiated this sequence of events, it lies in your hands. Shall your new regent replace Cypher on the Primogen Council? Before you answer, Derek. You're vaguely aware of Alia staring at you, narrowing her eyes. And you remember the meeting with her, that ill-fated meeting. Mm. Whatever plans she has for her spot on the council, she's adamant that Tremere are not part of it. Yes, but after witnessing that and shooting daggers at Alia, <laughs> it will turn to the prince and 
I... I will vote for it. Alias sneers. You know not what you vote for, Neonate. And yet, his vote carries the weight of a primogen, says the prince. <laughs> Darius, you are regent of the Chantry and primogen in Cypher's place. Darius raises a hand, stifling the gossiping Tremere around him. He holds out his hands and he says, Well then, I thank you, my prince. And as my first action as regent and primogen, I wish to offer a sincere invitation to the Tremere of House Goratrix, that they come back into the fold and that the traditions of the pyramid no longer necessary be left to fall by the wayside. Now, as for Cypher, he says, as your regent, he lingers on the word, clearly relishing this, as your regent, Cypher, I'm not sure what to do with you. Either way, you're dangerous, working against authority, or you're utterly incompetent. He looks over his shoulder and turns to Seth. Stake him and take him to my inner sanctum. Seth nods. A group of Tremere break from the crowd and silently move through the hall towards Cypher. Cypher looks from left to right. No! No! I am your regent! I am your regent! Do not take another step forwards! If the pyramid finds out what you've done, if word comes from Vienna! There is no Vienna, says one of the Tremere as he reaches into his cloak, pulls out a stake, and they sit upon him. No! No! Ah! <laughs> the torpid, torpid cipher lies in the center of this circle of Tremere. Oh. Well, the, while this is going on, is there any way to get closer to Aaliyah without getting too close to anyone else? Probably not. You are extremely okay. conspicuous at the moment, and yeah, you would surely be seen approaching her. I was hoping the spectacle... Ah, it's fine. Now! Our main event, says the prince. He nods towards Larson. Larson steps forwards. He looks down at the two torpid Ventru. He scowls. In accordance with the traditions and the power invested in me as Scourge, I declare both of these Ventru guilty of treason. The punishment is swift. The two Ventru are not even roused for a chance to defend themselves. The sword flashes as it's brought down, and Palmer and Thornton disintegrate into ash before your eyes scattering like multicolored confetti 
It is done, says Larson. And so it is done, says the prince. Justice is enacted upon those who would act against the prince. The machinations of the Second Inquisition have been brought to an end. The plague is cured. And with three new primogen by my side, I endeavour from this night forwards to lead Melbourne's Camarilla into a new and prosperous future. The kindred around you cheer uproariously, begin to clap, hail the prince. Prince Taylor! Prince Taylor comes through again! And as they cheer and clap and hoot and gossip among themselves, Speck stands in the shadows behind the prince, silently watching. And for the first time, you see him smile. We conclude this session. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> yeah, you can't have anything in Santa Monica. You each. I got all dressed up for nothing. Well, no, good. you can. I'll allow you to do any interactions in Elysium as a bonus downtime action. Don't worry. Oh, thank you. So, uh. as Elysium winds down for the night, and the court is left. With a brand new status quo, you can't help feeling a sense of triumph. Sense that you've made it. And things will be fine from this point onwards. But the puppet master still lurks, specs, waits, and that smile on his face tells you this was all part of his plan. You each gain 10 experience points and two weeks of downtime in which you may perform your final two downtime actions and hope you get three, but the bonus one may only be performed at Elysium. All right. And with that, we enter into the final two sessions of the campaign. Oh, that's true. Final two oh, or three, depending on how things go. But I'm assuming oh. I'm I'm estimating two. Next time, the puppet master, and we'll see just how well you've prepared mm-hmm. for the eventuality of your havens being raided in the daylight.